Good morning. Welcome to Wrestling is Hard. Every week we talk about uh, New Japan, AW, stardom, and all the news and views the past week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon. Hello. Dollar Dog Night, brother. We're, we're recording early. You got to get some Dollar Dogs in. DDN. Still waking up here. So yeah. sacrifices we make for the yes. dollar dogs. I got my cans of coffee, brushed my teeth so I don't spit gross fucking breath all over my microphone. <laughs> Chris, how are you? I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Yeah. Me neither. Dogs yeah. got diarrhea, spraying foam all over the front yard that I can't pick up to the Sorry. point where I actually had to pull over yesterday. <laughs> Wait a minute. Pulled over. And got the mailman, my mailman, Mike, got his attention. Told him not to walk across the lawn because he was going <laughs> to step in a landmine. Yeah. I couldn't let him do it, man. I like the guy. He's like, everything all right? I was like, yeah, Mike, don't walk. His name's Mike. I actually know my mailman's name. It's insane. And, uh, but You're such a suburbanite now. Yeah, I mean, I give my mailman Christmas gifts. Oh, my God. This is insane. Brandon, can you wrap your head around this? Chris I'm with Chris. I, I know my my uh, male lady also t- tip her around the holidays. Yeah. Oh shit. I don't. Well, here's the thing. I don't Number tip one, anybody. I've done tipping. <laughs> no. Okay. Here's the thing. How many like guys? So. Good. Sorry. I gave him a uh, I give him a Wawa gift card every year for like fifty bucks. Whoa. Hey man, he deserves it. Twenty five is all I ever get, bro. You know what? He never he. My, he never forgets me. I get special treatment. That's got to pay for it. He puts my mail in the mailbox the right way. You get packages, <laughs> he, a lot of packages to your house. Yeah, um, yeah. And we get, you know, some of them are big. And we, get, but he gives take side file. He gives me the real mail. <laughs> I give him fifty dollars. He gives me the real mail. Well, here's the thing: you can't get shit from fucking Wawa for twenty five bucks. That's like a coffee now. So, I, you know, I, I give him a nice one. And, uh, I get, uh, but I, you know, and he p- plays with the dog whenever the dog's outside. It's a suburban life, Jim. Mm. But I couldn't everybody, let him. Everybody knows moving over there. They're all moving I can't over wait there. to throw like, I found this great place. It's over here. I created this. I created this. <laughs> yeah, I've fucking been here for years, bro. Yeah, you got it has to be like, like that's not it has gentle. to be like, God, sorry. No, 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 no. You, you, you. It has to be like seventy-five percent exactly what Chris did. Just people that grew up in the city and just had enough of it. Like, yeah. I mean, Washington Township's entire existence is on South Philly people moving out of right. South Philly. I mean, yeah, and that's always been like that. Um, right. My neighborhood, like all the guys graduate, know, all the guys that skate down the street or uh, yeah, down at the uh, schoolyard. The they a lot of them work at Tonewood. They're all guys from. They're not. They're not from South Philly, but. They lived in South Philly or lived in the city and then moved out. And now they live like around the corner from my house in some skate house. Yeah, but Washington Township is. No, Washington Township is South Gabba, Philly Gabagools. Gabago to the Gabagee. Yeah, that yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I didn't tell you guys, I finally finished The Sopranos. Nice. What did you think? Okay. It was good. I mean, whatever. I like that. I like how they were like, in case you didn't know the whole second half of the last season, in case you haven't realized this, the subtleties of this story, 
Tony Soprano fucking sucks. And the whole half of that season is letting you know that this is a terrible, terrible man. You should not emulate it. Yes. The Chinquandoons and the Gabagools from South Philly still think he's the hero of the story. Yeah, Brandon. I, the, the what? Chinquandoons? Yeah, I don't know that term. The Gabagools. All right. You do that. Say we, all right. So, Chinquandoon is... Chinquandoon. Yeah. So, Chinquandoon is Italian for 51. Right? In Philadelphia, there was a... There was a... um. A cheap liquor. You know, you have Bankers Club now, right? You have the cheap yeah, booze you buy in a plastic bottle. It was called Casters 51. So they used to tell, like, oh, you know, my, this is from our dad that says that. It's yeah, so it might have just normal. It might have been him and, like, five other people. Yeah, so. five other people. But whenever somebody would come in that they didn't like and they'd order something, he would the guy would go that he worked for would be like, don't give him the good shit. Give him the Chinguandun. Ah. Uh-huh. where that comes from. Yeah. Chinguandun. Uh, the... I saw on Instagram yesterday, Jim, a deleted scene. So there was a scene in season two where Janice visits the mother, Livia, in the, in the, in the, uh, the retirement, uh, senior living facility she's in. Right. And there was a deleted scene where like Janice can like confronts her on some awful shit that she, she said that she was there to just. That Janice was there to just, just for the money, like waiting for her to die so she can get her end. And she's, you know, like, I came all the way here with significant expense. And Livy's just sitting there staring at her, looking at crackers and eating them. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that was, I think that was in the version I watched. Well, it's, it was a little bit different. It, it's a little, it was a deleted scene that they didn't use. They used the one where she looks over and she sees the caution and the person fall and they superimpose Livy's head on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> But, dude, fuck, man. That was one of the unsung heroes of that show, like, as far as awful characters go. <laughs> Fucking, like, it was a shame she died when she did. And this, keep in mind that this is the woman that was the boss, that was Leslie Nielsen's boss <laughs> in fucking Police Squad. Yeah, she was. The actress. No, she was a villain all the way. To, like, she was despicable until, like, you know, she died in real life. So mm-hmm. they CGI'd her face for a little bit there. Which has not aged well. You tried to go no, back. I never should have done it. Looks rough, but um, yeah, she was fucking terrible. But yeah, Tony Soprano is—he's uh, an awful human being. So just uh, remember that. There, there was another one I saw real quick. There was another one I saw a scene that I saw because I watch tele- old television through Instagram posts now. It's the only way to fucking do it. And there was a scene where it was the one where it's being rumored, and Tony's actually doing it. He's trying to bang Adriana. Yeah, of course. Right? He's cl- oh, like, spoiler like, alert. If you're listening and you haven't watched the show, we're going to talk about the Sopranos. Go ahead. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's been off the air for like 10 years. So. But still. Go ahead. So um, they the, – uh, his wife, Carmela, confronts him about this rumor. And he says, how could you think that I will go after that young – and she's staring at him just with her mouth open. And then when she says, she just looks at him, turns around and walks away. Uh, that leads to another thing. When does, there's got to be a statute of limitations on spoiler alert. Well, sure, but, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're under a certain age, you've never. Uh, I guess so. We, we, we cover topics that are 
It's uh, new to some people because they're yes, like and an age group. You're right. No, I got what you. is this? What is this Sopranos so, you are speaking of? You can't be a t- racist against Italians. Random thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever go to the end. I don't. I just don't care to do it. I, um, I was in the same boat, and I just powered through because we had nothing else to watch. And I ended up enjoying the end of it. I thought it was good. Good. Which, which is funny because I didn't realize it. I thought that was just me. But we're doing Breaking Bad, and we're at that same point, the halfway point of the last season. They really are laying it on thick with Walter White, and I'm watching Sydney like this is when she turns on him is when he just starts being like a cocky dickhead to your point where it's like this guy, is, he killed someone like three years ago. And nobody cares. Yep. Yep. He, he killed the kid. girlfriend. He, yeah. He's blowing he people up. He's a fucking awful human being, and he's selfish. For quite a like season one, he kind of stinks, but yeah, I think that's an American TV thing where they're like, "Go ahead, I'm sorry." No, I think that's an American TV thing where they're like, "We got to really by the end, we got to make sure that there aren't too many fans of this guy because people will stick the fuck with him despite a lot of bullshit because he's supposed to be the protagonist." (laughs) Right? Yeah. Let's remind people that you're not supposed to worship this person. Don't be a, a meth dealer. Don't be a gangster. That's like any like uh, what's um. Oh, fuck. Uh, the heroin addict movie with uh, Jennifer Connelly in it. I don't know. Uh, Requiem, uh, Requiem for, for a Dream. dream. Requiem oh, for a Dream. Yeah, like you're, it's a feel-good story. I think we might have talked about this before. It's like a feel-good story building up to it where they're going to they're gonna just buy some heroin and they're going to sell it and then they're going to live a rich life and get off drugs. It's a movie about using drugs. It's not going to end well. There's no hero at the end of this. Everyone suffers. Good. But people are like, this is a vibe until, until there's a double-sided dildo at the end. You're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't take too much from that movie. <laughs> right. And then, of course, there were bros that were like, oh, that was a fucking awesome scene. I love that scene. You're like, what? what? Spoiler, spoiler alert. Nasty, nasty, Spoiler alert. Don't. Well, spoiler alert. If you're going in with smiles, going to see uh, a dream, don't expect to laugh at the end. You're going to cry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I had an interesting, speaking of bros, I had an interesting interaction this week. With the king uh, of bros? No. Okay. I, uh, I had to run out, of, out to my car from work. It's a Saturday night around 8, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So get some, not too busy, but it's busy, on the, busy enough on the street. And I'm coming across the street, and there's a young woman on the other side. She steps off the curb. She's got high heels on. She fucking eats it. Cashes the fuck out. Right. I mean, complete meltdown. So I take a couple quick steps and I ask her, do you need a hand getting up? I don't go anywhere near. I ask her first, you know, she's like, no, I'm okay. She's drunk. And across the street, there's a guy who is dipping out from heroin, like completely folded over, which if anybody's ever seen somebody do this, as soon as something took place next to him, he (laughs) fucking woke right up. And he went to help. The junkie went to help. And I'm like, okay. She says, yeah, I'm fine. And she starts walking towards a car that stopped, which I'm assuming is an Uber. And the door is open. The front door of the Uber is open. And there's a guy standing in the space where the front door opens, you know, that little triangle between the car and the door. Mm -hmm. He's standing in that space. And he says to me, thanks a lot, man. You're a better gentleman than I've ever been. And I was like, yeah, I am. Fucking nerd. Uh huh. <laughs> and he goes, "Yep." And I ain't even mad about it. 
we talked about when does MAGA become uh, ironic. <laughs> We've gotten to the point where barstool sports guys, you know, guys that are, 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 are their whole life is sports betting. We've gotten to the point where these bros are looking at the guys from barstool sports who act like this as a fucking joke. They have mullets and shit. And they're taking it seriously, and they're this is their way of life that to behave like a total fucking piece of shit, like broish to the bro. Yeah. And I was amazed, like I was like, "Wow, we're actually here now." Brandy, you live near Fishtown. You've seen, uh, I think it was like two years ago when uh, the hipster mullets were a thing. They're gone now. You know what I'm talking about, Brandy? Has that phased out already? It has kind of phased out, but I wanted to point out of the hipsters, you know the the kids in Fishtown with their mullets, none of them have a face or a head shape. It's it's usually a combo. It's the mullet and the mustache. None of them have a face or a head shape for uh, mullet or mustache. They have some kind of like Alice the Goon head with no chin and a big oh, nose. Yeah. They all look like, like chinless, horrible looking human beings. And they're always walking There's, with some kind of like girl who looks like a model. They're the sex the people. Going These are good. We have one of these at the bar down the street, that girl with a mullet. She's one of the sex people, like sex club people. It's, it's all one It's all one circle, one of those people that are into sex. <laughs> sex is their personality. And they're always like, I wank five times a fucking day. It's not my personality. I do my enjoy, biggest, yeah. I do enjoy the people that, like... Like, to have a distinct look, you don't have to, but for people to take you seriously, you have to be, like, traditionally good-looking. Then you can veer outside. I like the people that look like they should just be working for UPS, yes. but they're like, fuck it anyway. I got the all of the tattoos and the, the crazy haircut and then the uh, double nose rings and shit. It's like, what is this going to look like when you're 50, buddy? <laughs> At some Ugly. point, you're going to have to, it's going to be a Ooh. hard transition. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, there's that? like there's certain guys that like you know if you're you know you can you can pull off a look. It's and girls, you can too, guys and girls. Yeah, guys and girls, and you can pull off a a look until you're in your sixties. Like if you're kind of overweight, vastly overweight, and covered in tattoos, but you carry yourself a certain way, you can carry that your entire life, right? You can be old fat tattooed guy. And that's the thing, and that's that's you carry it. But when but when you're like, how to explain it? And you got the Alice the Goon head, so you get a mullet that's shaved up to like the fucking like all the way up on one side and all the way down to your chin on the other side, just kind of like, like a wig. <laughs> you can't pull that off when you get. Looks off. like a coonskin hat. That's what it looks like. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Good stuff. Yeah. Committed to the bit. Yeah. Let's talk about wrestling. Yeah, let's talk about wrestling, I guess. Um, all right. What do you want to talk about first? AEW? Yeah, let's blow through AEW real quick. Uh, AEW makes a big announcement. This is big news, actually. So we'll talk about this. It was during uh, Dynamite. Here we go. Direct from the All Elite re- website. 
There we go. I'm going to read it for you. During tonight's live episode of AW Dynamite from Long Island, New York, AW CEO Tony Khan, star Adam Cole, and host Nigel McGuinness, who signed, by the way, he signed with AEW, announced that AEW's highly anticipated UK debut will take place in London in the iconic Wembley Stadium on Sunday, August 27th. Now, um, yeah, they announced the show, big show, 90,000-person stadium. Um, pre-sale signups. I guess you got to sign up on the website. Uh, 25,000 have signed up already. Uh, it's a big fucking deal. Brandon, thoughts? So CM Punk's back, I guess. That's if they're oh, going to try to go be, for right? 50,000 tickets. Right? Oh my that's, God. That's what we've been talking about it for fucking months. He's not, he hasn't gone anywhere, but go ahead. I, that's the, what was my first thought. I was like, okay, you just announced that CM Punk's back. Otherwise, uh, good luck selling the other 25,000 tickets. <laughs> Chris, good. Um, big, I get big news for them. Big deal for them. Good for them. I don't give a fuck. And, um, I don't see why people are, of course, I mean, I know why, but what's more amazing to me or more surprising is that I shouldn't even say that I'm talking in circles. Um, the fighting, there's like online fighting going on and whether or not they belong going in there. I just think, well, I mean, no, I don't mean you. I'm talking about the, these people that argue online. Like what not only about not only about whether they belong or not, they're not going to sell it out. Yeah, they might. Who cares uh, if they don't sell it out? It's a failure. No, it isn't. But who gives a fuck about these billionaires and how much money they make? Who fucking cares, you fucking losers? Yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. So I mean, like, look, I'm <laughs> saying I don't care. It's not that I mean, if you're going to give me something to watch, it to me it doesn't matter. It's a big deal. It doesn't matter where. You know, I mean, when I watch it on TV, it's going to be in a stadium. Right. You know, if I you're mean, going live, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you know, for me as a fan watching on television, it's one as soon as the, the bell rings and the guys start wrestling, it, it, it could be, you know, at the fucking stadium in Philly. You know, it doesn't right. it doesn't really make a difference. Um, yeah. So I, I, I I'm ex- good for them. I hope it works out for them. Uh, I hope we. it probably will lead to some surprises, which, you know, hopefully that'll be good. But, um, you know, also the signing of um, Nigel McGuinness, that's another we're really taking time out of our day to talk about this because that dude's meant nothing to me my entire wrestling. Maybe not to you, but it means a lot no. to people that are fans of Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I, you know, I'm just going to kind of save this, but I just, I'm very, very deflated when it comes to professional wrestling right now. And, uh, I really don't want to be. It's a bummer. Is this because it's eight o'clock in the morning? No, no. This has been going on, Jim, for months and I've been keeping it to myself because I want to put a happy, try to put the best. And I don't want to use this. So I'll use this word very loosely. Happy face on fucking my, uh, my, my, whatever the word. My uh, editorial, I should say. Well, let's uh, let's dive a little bit into that because there's not much interesting to talk about. What what do you what exactly is triggering your disinterest right now? Nothing's interesting. Okay. Uh, nothing's interesting, and I, and I think that because um, I'm along the same lines with you, and I'll yeah. tell you why for me. And, but go ahead. And, and I'll be honest with you. One of the biggest things that really kicked me in the ass into realizing that nothing's fucking interesting is that the fan base. And you look, it's not that I pay attention to what they say. I really don't give a fuck. I like what I like, but it's what they do and what other people like. What the the behind the scenes stuff that. Uh, 
Mercedes Monet arriving at Wrestle Kingdom should have punched me off my face, off my stool, onto the ground. It should have knocked me the fuck out and really mm-hmm. made me lose my shit. And she, as soon as music played, I was like, man, here she comes. Why? Because we knew. We already knew, yeah. We already fucking knew, right? And look, you know, when you try to surprise me with a new signing every week, which AEW was doing, when you tell me Tony Khan's got a big announcement, look, you know, for for months now, uh, uh, upwards of, I guess, uh, over a year that they've been doing this, the announcement, you can't ever possibly live up to the hype, right? I have no, we were just talking about, we were talking about the Sopranos. I have no problem with the ending of the Sopranos, right? I'm sorry. But people watching that show religiously every week, it was anticlimactic. Nothing happened. Now, when you look back at it now and you could kind of say, yeah, that was kind of cool how it just ended. And, you know, because it's, it's, that's it. That's over. We're not telling the story anymore. Nothing big really had to happen. And that's the way I feel about that. But when you, you can't possibly um, live up to what the hype is created around you in a situation like that. So Seinfeld, same thing, huge show, huge ending. When it ends, everybody goes, that sucked. Six, ten years later, everybody's like, ha, they ended up in jail. It's, it's, <clears throat> you can't possibly live up to it if you, if you manufacture this hype. Like if you keep putting the seeds of hype in. And that's what they do. So they take away any of the surprise. Um, if, if you, <clears throat> if you turned on AEW on Wednesday and Tony Khan came out and said, Hey, look, we saw, here's our newest announcer, Nigel McGinnis or whatever he's doing there for them. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Nigel McGinnis is here. Right. And then you say, we're going to Wembley. Holy shit. They're going to Wembley. Not, I have something really big to say. And then it's like, Okay, and then you say it, and it's just like, all right, you're doing a thing. You didn't have to tell me that ahead of time. Let me be surprised by everything that fucking happens. It's the same thing I was saying years ago about fucking about fucking NXT when they would advertise the next week's matches, and they never who gave a shit. But if you gave me Finn Balor versus somebody weird on a on a Wednesday night, and I was like, oh wow, look at this, I would have been excited to watch that. But if you give me a week leading up to it, it's just like, what the fuck do I care? Now, let me ask you. Okay. We'll, we'll go right in. We'll fold this right into AEW. In one of the biggest production botches AEW has ever done, they missed the Jay White fucking debut on camera. Did they? I, I was watching at work. Oh, you didn't watch Jay White debut? No, I saw it, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, it's a, a turn away. I, I, so I his music away. plays, his music plays, the crowd goes fucking nuts. It was a huge fucking reaction, like watching it with sound. His music plays. I was hype. I got fucking chills. He shows up on stage. They cut away from him showing up. He walks out. The, they cut away oh, from him. see this. Yeah. And then they go to Juice Robinson beating up um, Ricky Starks in the ring. And they fucking fucked that up. It must have been great to be live, but on TV it looked like shit. They didn't give him a promo. They should have given him a fucking promo. He doesn't, like, this is a big star to the AW fan base. Maybe your casual wrestler fan doesn't know who the fuck Jay White was. I'll tell you what. The internet sure fucking was really excited for him to go to WWE, and I knew he was never going to WWE. They were real stoked on him. Suddenly they don't know who the fuck he is. 
Well, it's not a big deal. They fucking blew it, man. And that was a le- that's to your point. That was a legit surprise to a lot of fans out there. People were assuming he was going to go with his mentor, uh, Prince Devitt, and go join WWE. Welcome back, Brandon. And he, um, Brandon lost a little. He lost his internet, but it was perfect. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. He he ends up, you know, he was going to go follow uh, follow Prince Devitt to WWE. Finn Balor. He didn't do it. He showed up on AEW. Huge pop in the, this, I'm just going to go over it again so Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Huge pop in the fucking stadium. They missed it on TV. They missed the whole fucking thing. They were more interested in watching Ricky Starks get beat up by fucking, uh, Juice Robinson. They fucking blow it. Brandon, get up. Talking, yeah, Jay White coming out. Yeah, that was just, uh, like Chris was saying, how there's no surprises. They had a legit chance. Not a surprise to me. Yeah. I've been saying it all along that he was going nowhere. He's going to AEW and he's going to bounce back to New Japan eventually. They had a legit chance for a surprise. They shocked everybody in the stadium, and they fucked it up on TV. That production blew Bad. Bad. Didn't, truly didn't know what was going on. I kept, <clears throat> I wasn't watching it live, so I kept trying to find a clip of, like, where's when Jay White comes out? And it's just like, oh, they just didn't, it didn't really happen. They didn't get it on TV. <laughs> so. And it's I mean, such, uh, this, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, continue. Uh, as far as the news overall, like I, this is something to Chris's point earlier before I cut out. I should be really excited about, but I just haven't seen this handled excitingly with anyone to this point. So uh, I'm not there yet, but um, a couple months away too. Let's see when those tickets go on sale and they start announcing, um, uh, you know, matches and shit like that. They haven't announced an official all out. Now that would traditionally be the weekend after this Labor Day weekend. I think they're saying that they're going to have all out too. So we're going to have back to back pay per views all in hmm. Wembley and then all out in Chicago. It would make sense to do CM Punk at Wembley and then have a hero's welcome in Chicago. I'm assuming they're still going to cheer him in Chicago. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they're going to do. Right. I'm surprised that they're doing the, the, uh, what is it called? Forbidden door. Mm hmm. Couple weeks. Right around this, right around, when's Wembley? Is it, Wembley uh, is August 27th. Okay, so they're spaced out. Um, I'm assuming you'll get Will Ospreay. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but hold on. Keep talking. Uh, Forbidden Door is the 25th of June, so we got two two months. But we also have the Memorial Day pay-per-view coming up, too, for AEW. Forbidden Door is kind of a bonus anyway. Mm. It's not really... I mean, yeah, it's not going to be storyline based. Like Brandon, <laughs> Brandon's frozen. Uh, I was going to add something real quick before the perils of doing a podcast. As soon as you have your morning coffee, go ahead, right, go ahead, right go there. Ahead. I did want to add something to you. You know, back in the day, um, on oh, could on you hear me I, talking while you walked away? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, that's all right. Back in the day on Monday Nitro, they um, they would leave out key information to the announce team. So that when things happened that were a surprise, they were legit. You got a legit reaction from the announcers. One of the worst things, you know, WWE, the joke is, could it be, it, it, could it be, could it be, it is. Right. You know, like. <clears throat> Brandon, we can hear you, but, I, but you're frozen on screen. Go ahead. When they, when I'm they, uh, when Jay White made his arrival, like their reaction to Jay White's re- arrival was just so like canned. It was just like, oh, God, it's just like, it's just, 
I mean, it is. Listen, a I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to shit on the announcers. I'm not going to shit on the fucking him coming out because it was fucking awesome. And I said it. If you were there, it was probably really amazing to see live the way the crowd reacted. That fucking production team, man, they should be getting fifty lashes in the back. They fucked it up so bad. Well, they miss everything though. This is. I mean, they, this is the worst. They've one. been okay. They've been well, better. What was? They missed a pretty bad one. But yeah, yeah, they've been better. I mean, before it was like <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh my God, look what's happening!" You'd see a guy in the truck like turning knob. Right. It could also be an issue where the performers just weren't ready for it. TV like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like naturally yeah. live broadcasted TV. Right. It seemed a little bit like maybe Juice went out there a little too fast and attacked him. Like do you the whole have WWE the guys set up. Ramp the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, but he was like, you know, he comes out, he gets his adulation. Ricky Starks, you know, the old WWE trope. Ricky Starks is distracted by the adulation, and then he gets attacked from behind. That'd be, I mean, whatever. I don't what know. was the? Uh, yeah, I no, I agree with you there. I, there's an old. I saw a video of. Um, it was uh, Stone Cold in the corner. You know, like when he used to kind of slump in the corner while they were playing his music, and Earl Hebner was blocking him on hard cam. Oh, yeah, and he went that. over and he ran, he did like, I'm sure he just told him to move, but it looked like he was yelling at him. Mm-hmm. And that's guys that are extremely experienced at where people need to be and where they can't be and where they are. If you're being blocked, if you're in my, you know, and he went over and he told him like, you need to move. You're blocking me on hard cam. Right. And, <clears throat> but look at the experience level there. Right? That's why consummate professional Jeff Hardy stopped and hit his dance in the middle of his, his, uh, Sorry. surprise <laughs> entrance before he, he saved his brother's the greatest dance. moment in professional wrestling. <laughs> I love it. Those hands he does. Uh, the fucking thrust. Yeah, so we get we get uh, Double or Nothing is May 28th. Then we get Forbidden Door the next month on the 25th. And All In is... Okay, it's the week before... No, that's that thing. That's uh, the one in Wembley. That's the 27th of August. So two months. And then the following weekend is All Out, apparently. A lot of AEW fucking stuff. I ain't paying quickly up to almost a monthly pay per view schedule there. I am not. I am not paying for any of those. Thank you very much. How about uh, yeah. other stuff? Other stuff to talk about AEW. Um, let's see. Jamie Hader and Rio was a really good match. Uh, Sammy Guevara. I don't know. Um, the show, the back end of it wasn't great. Um, but I did happen to catch Rampage. And they main event. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Sorry, before we go to Rampage, this MJF segment was fucking entertaining. Oh, fuck, I forgot yeah, about it. it. I, I thought you were going to skip right over it. Sorry, I forgot it. I'm looking at the, the card list. That's You're good. Uh, go ahead. Brandon, go ahead. You, you start off then. I mean, I've, you guys know I'm the last one to turn on this guy's side. I was, like, this. that was the highlight of the whole show to me. Oh, fuck yeah, it was. Go ahead if you had something crazy. No, I concur. I, I, I watched this and was like, fuck yeah. I love this. And that's not true. No, I did watch this whole thing because I was actually home on Wednesday. And now that I'm remembering, I'm just kind of going back into default mode because I usually watch it at work. So, yeah, no, I was home for this whole thing. Um, I must have just went in the other room and it came back. I was like, oh, shit, Jay White. Um, it was uh, – that was – I was like ne- – at no point was that cringe. Right. And Involved. those types of – no matter who's involved in them, those types of – little segments that kind of go along those comedic routes and they're just a little like kind of very, very overindulgent at some point go, okay, enough. This never did. 
especially when a symbols guy showed up that wasn't there before. It was great, though. <laughs> fucking great. I, I mean, love it. it. But even that was kind of like, okay, which one of these guys is it going to be? You know, there was great. a little bit of a like, hmm, is this going to be, is Darby this going to be, yeah, Darby Allen? Is it going to be fucking uh, Jungle Boy? Is it going to be Guevara? Who's it going to be? I thought it was great. It was, you know, it was long. It was like 20 minutes or something like that. But then him with the whole thing with the teacher. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. Like, that's that point in your life where you're like, I'm a success now. I'm going to call out everybody that doubted me. Like, whether it was true or not, maybe he didn't use the real name. Sure as fuck seemed true. And that was fucking awesome. And I love how he's a good guy in Long Island where they will not boo him. Yeah, I love it. Bret Hart in Canada. Like, he is the fucking good guy. One of my favorite. I fucking love this. This is great. guy, Brandon. One of my favorite uh, Rick Ross lyrics. My teacher told me I was a piece of shit. I seen her the other day driving a piece of shit. Nice. Uh, the uh, He was doing the Trump cadence when he was talking about Jungle Boy. He's like, all he's going to have is a, all his girlfriend's going to have is a sad boyfriend with a tiny penis. And he's, That's right, folks. That's true. I was like, this is hard. He's singing. He's doing it in fucking five minutes. He's dealing with the mayor of Oyster Bay. <laughs> dude, he's the he's the fucking dude. He's a legit good. entertainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he he's a virtuoso. Yeah, this is going on my uh, list of uh, best moments for sure. I thought this was fucking great. This whole and segment is really great with the fucking yarmulke on. Like it's so huge. It's just like he really is really nailing this. Like the last couple weeks here, when he did his birthday thing, he was funny. Mm-hmm. Like he was just uh, right when I was saying like, man, he's really falling flat with me. He's like kind of added this uh, this other goofy angle to himself that I did not see this going into. And leading into this, he was on social media complaining that Tony Khan was making him work during Passover. So he, <laughs> he was really leaning into it. And he's like, if I'm going to work, I'm doing it my way then. And he did this whole thing. Him. It's fucking great. Yeah, hey, good stuff. To this. Go ahead. Can we just point out the fact that MJF is smart enough to know that there are a – and I'm going to make a generalization here, but we've been to wrestling numerous times, so we know it's probably true that there is a large number of wrestling fans out there that don't like MJF because he's Jewish. I'm sure. Yeah. And he knows it. That's what I'm saying. The same ones that make the jokes about every fucking Asian wrestler on the show. Yeah. Or the same ones that are anti-Semites. Yeah, exactly. And they're there. You suck. But you're there, and I recognize you. Uh-huh. I'm going to piss you off. And I'm going to piss you off. Yep. Drop that anti-Semites. Oh, uh, to my point earlier, <laughs> I finally watched Rampage. The main event was uh, Julia Hart versus Anna Jay. This was easily, easily the worst match I've seen on AEW. Julia Hart, who I believe is 20 years old, <laughs> Ran circles around Anna Jay in this fucking match. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this training schedule, but man, they need to get the fucking work. This this was bad. Any thoughts, Brent? I mean, I think it's generous of you to to chalk it up to a training schedule. I don't. I, some, I don't know if some of these prospects have the potential. <laughs> but she has a big ass and a bad attitude, brother. And a bad attitude. You order that shirt. I did. I'm fucking wearing. I'm getting a tattooed on my face, like Cody's tattoo. Um. Yeah. Go go to the gym more. 
I mean, really, that's what it is, right? Get time on the mat. You'll get better. You may not ever be the greatest of all time, but you're not going to stay in the same place. Go work somewhere else. Go to Cat. Go to fucking Canada. Go to fucking Mexico. But that also screams my point, which is like you want to add more shows for AEW. There's something good for fucking Saturday afternoon. Yeah, there is. I mean, Christ, dude, you got all these guys. You want another show, and they want to put it on. You know, rumors. I don't know if that who said this and how true or how fake it was, but you know, they were talking about the old trying to get in the old uh, WCW Saturday night slot at six o'clock on Saturday. Fucking not even that. That's fucking eleven a.m. on fucking Ion TV. Right. Fuck it, right? Anna J versus Julia Hart, and Anna, like you said, Anna J, not. Getting, She's not I getting better. Talk. Remember, yeah. like, what was it last year? She wrestled um, uh, the TBS champ. I forget her name, and it Jay was a pretty Cardio. good match. Yeah, Jay Cardio. It was a no, pretty good match. It was Dana Jay's best match. We were watching something on TV, and I think a Rampage commercial came on, and I paused the TV and called my wife into the room, and I said, "Can you explain?" fucking that to me. And it was a freeze frame of Jade Cargill. <laughs> We've talked about this all the time. That's why I brought it up. Like, fucking unbelievable. <laughs> this fucking woman is absolutely fucking unbelievable. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because you just said her name, but I was, she's like, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Like, I mean, like, Jesus fucking Christ. And this is who she wrestles. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. If you put Jake, like, Jake Cargill's still a bit of a clunker. But if you put her in there with, like, their top people, she's going to look great. Yeah. I guess it's they really don't have any. They have people that make themselves. I say this all the time. They have a lot of people that make themselves look good but can't make anybody else look good. But still, if you find somebody there that can make her look tremendous and sell the shit for her and just look fucking great, it, she's it's unbelievable. I love her. But she's, she's wrestling people like. G, uh, Anna Jay. Well, she's wrestling Ty Valkyrie next, so yeah, let's go. Well, well Ty Valkyrie's another one though. Like you know, she's she's she wrestles really good the lucha, like pure lucha style. But when it gets toned down for American style, it's a little like she gets a little lost too. You know, she's a little heavy footed and clunky too. In that, like when she's not doing the pure. Lucha run into the person, shoulder bump them, and then run away type of shit. Because she is heavily Lucha Libre. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that, I don't think. I think they just assume that because she's big and she's strong that she's like a powerhouse. But she's really a Lucha-style wrestler. Of course, you know, watching her get her ass kicked by Pentagon 800 fucking times at Aztec Warfare is one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. But I can't wait. I, that that hopefully that'll that that could go either way. That could either be like fucking great or like a real fucking mess. Mm. With the two of them. Chris, final thought or uh, Brandon, final thoughts on AEW. Uh, the Gun Brothers got many men as their yeah, theme they song. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. Which um, I don't know what that is. The Fifty Cent song. Yeah. Many men wish death upon me. Um. I, I could feel because like this was they're like my age like uh, this was me warming warming up for my elementary school basketball game to go score four points and then eat a hot dog and skittles like it's <laughs> four points two boards and uh, two hot dogs on my mom's done 
many men with death. Um, but it's all the every word's a curse word, so it's just like extended periods of silence. Of the well, song being edited, yeah. not as cool, not as cool in reality as it sounded in their head. Then they lose to it, so it's like, oh, tough, tough start to that one. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was they thought it'd be cooler on paper. I mean, it was a great presentation, but yeah, it was all chopped up and and it's the guns, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, just I mean, that, that's why it's funny because like this is the white kid that's like. This is going to get me pumped up to do something not that cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all. It's not that interesting. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts, Chris? No, you can go. I just got a buzz. What's that mean? Oh, my wife just texted me. Chris. Okay, pop up. Sorry. Sorry. I just got that. a buzz. What, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's early. Um, sorry, I thought it was an emergency. Anyway, uh, Pop Up just got a text. I'd look at it, I have to pull it up to my face, like, you know, this face. And the, 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 all the letters are as big as the fucking, they're, they're as big as the screen. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, oh jeez, I got a buddy of mine who does inflated. <laughs> oh my god. I, I can't. Pop Up got a text. Alright, let's move on. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Okay, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sakura Genesis. Shall we go through the entire card? No. no. Let's fast forward to the fifth match. IWGP women's title match, three-way match. Mercedes Monet defeats Azumi and Hazuki. She stacks them on top of each other with, with hitting Azumi with the finisher. Good fucking match. They got 14 minutes. I'm shocked. I thought it was only going to get 10, but this is a good fucking match. Brain thought. Yeah, this was good. Um, I think a lot of people probably were like, holy shit. Zumi and Hazuki are, are really good. And, uh, this was our, like, my first, I think everyone's first real example of, like, the high end WWE versus Joshi wrestler. What do they look like? Um, I saw a lot of people saying, which is a correct opinion, like, oh, Sasha and WWE was slowing down for a lot of these women. It was a fun match. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about this with, um, uh, Charlotte versus, Shotzi Blackheart. Now, we didn't watch the match, but we saw that one clip. And, you know, we're, all I can think of is like, man, Sasha, Charlotte needs to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really stretch her fucking limbs out, man. Right. Work against some people that can speed up a little bit. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, she's a fucking, she's on another level with that whole, fuck, almost that whole roster. There's like three people that can hang with her. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I said this a couple weeks ago when they wrestled in California when, uh, when, uh, Mercedes Monet won the, uh, the championship that, excuse me, hold on, that um, it was lackluster due to the presentation. I, I, I just kind of was a dog. Well, yeah, um, because the stadium, let's do yeah, the stadium, I, the crowd, the sound not, was awful on that show. Had nothing to do with, obviously, you can't have a match. I think it's impossible to have Mercedes and Kyrie in a match and not have it be at least entertaining. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a dog and even still Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I don't remember were they cheering at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I think was that yeah, a quiet was cheering. show was cheering, but it was half capacity. Okay. So half capacity Wrestle Kingdom. And then the, the foreigner comes in and cuts a promo to a audience that doesn't understand what she's saying. And they were just kind of clapping. And I thought, and we talked about before with the lack of surprise, because we all knew it was happening. Now I knew that this was going to go in a direction 
that that was going to be I was going to enjoy this. But those things kind of missed the mark for me for no other reason other than the things that I said, uh, technical and aesthetic uh, problems that kind of took me out of it. This more than made up for it. It was the first match that she had with a couple people that were doing like that, that high speed style too, where it's just constant. Which is also, as you, as you had touched on earlier, high speed is very Lucha Libre, lots of fast moving stuff. Got Right. And, and she looked fantastic in it. And I actually was excited to watch this and I had a, you know, you know I was, I was into it. Um, I, you know, I'll be, like I said, I'll be honest, is one of the reasons why I've been so down on professional wrestling recently is because the things that are supposed to get me excited just because of the, like I said, aesthetics of them have not done it. And it's just kicked me further out the door. Uh, this kind of made up for that. So great match. Yeah, we get a, so Mercedes Brandon, uh, did you have anything else you want to say? No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so Mercedes, she stands tall. Great match. Fun match. Uh, Mayo Iwatani comes out. We, she had already said that she was going to challenge the winner at the Yokohama show at the end of April. She comes out. She challenges Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet takes the mic, calls her a bitch and slaps her face. <laughs> this is fucking great. And, um, mm. leading into this, this morning, I was awake at four o'clock in the morning as I often do because I dream of losing money and sharks and homelessness, you know, <laughs> usual stuff. And, um, I watched a, they had an impromptu uh, press conference with Mercedes Monet and Mayu Iwatani. It was a classic stardom press conference with, uh, you know, Momo Kongo is doing, uh, she's doing the, she's the translator. She's not very good at it. She's getting <laughs> yelled at by both of them, by Mayu and Mercedes Monet. And then, uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, does a great fucking promo. They're going back and forth. She goes and she hits her with her finisher through a table. While Rossi Ogawa is smirking, watching like a fucking creep. Uh, if you get a chance, go hop on their YouTube channel and uh, on Stardom's YouTube channel and watch this. It is translated poorly. It's fantastic, very entertaining. But if you go out and watch, the, if you watch this, you will get hyped for this because Mercedes Monet looks like a fucking million bucks in this promo. Go ahead, ready to check it out. Uh, to Chris's point, before I uh, go to you guys, to Chris's point, one of the reasons, and I was going to touch on this and wait for it, and I'll talk about it now. One of the reasons why I'm a little disillusioned, I guess, I'm still interested in professional wrestling, but I'm disillusioned at this time. It's been that stardom hasn't been great for, since January. We've got a trios tag tournament. We've got a Cinderella tournament that is basically pushing quote unquote newer talent. So you've got Waka Sukiyama, uh, May Saru, or not May Saruga, uh, my Sakurai and once like, it's not doing it for me, so I'm kind of out of it. But this, I got a feeling we're gonna ramp. And plus, I, I mean, WrestleMania was I was really hyped about WrestleMania, but some of the side shows that I would normally pay attention to weren't great. And I, I got a feeling this April show is really like the, the Stardom is really putting their money into this. And we're getting Mercedes Monet versus Mayu Iwatani in one of the main events at uh, the April show. So I think that we it might spark that fucking love for pro wrestling again. Which fades. It's part of any fandom. Brandon, No, I don't have anything to add. I, I agree. Uh, th- I, actually, I do have one thing. Sorry. This show is kind of a perfect example. Like, I know we skipped to match five, but if you look at the first four, like, why is this on a, a major pay-per-view event or whatever you want to call it? It's just a lot of crap to sort through. Yeah, a lot of house show stuff. 
Oh, we skipped one thing. Uh, David Finley, El Fantasmo, and Kenta versus the Gorillas of Destiny and Master Watto. Uh, David Finley and Kenta start beating the shit out of Tamatanga, and then they turn on El Fantasmo when he tries to help, so he gets kicked out. Does that excite you, Brandon? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think we're going to see some of these guys face off shortly or so. Something, yeah. bro. Something wrong. Chris, final thoughts on those two uh, issues before we move on? Nah, you can move on. IWGP, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television title match. Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Shota Umino. Shota Umino looks good. This is two matches in a row where I've seen Shota Umino in a singles where he's starting to pick it up. It makes me question whether or not he was pretending he wasn't very good again in that Naito match. Brandon, go. You think? I don't know. That hadn't crossed my mind that he was pretending. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you here. They, they're a bit of a story. There's some changes of strategy within the match, all within 15 minutes. This is just like right up my alley. ZS, give it to ZSJ to uh, get something good out of Shodum and over here. Yeah, 13 minutes. They didn't rely on that 15 minute thing, which they have been doing with these world title tag, uh, world television title matches, where you're kind of coming to the countdown. Yeah, they finished it in 13 and a half, which was good. Good, Chris. Thoughts? Not really. Zack Sabre Jr. match. I'm not in the show to Umino right now. You know, it's it was good. Last time we saw Shota Umino was not good. So, yeah. better than that. IWGP tag team title match. Aussie Open defeated Bishamon. <clears throat> title change. Very good fucking tag team match. Kyle Fletcher got busted the fuck up and they taped his head shut. His t- the entire, the entirety of uh, uh, the Europe, what the fuck are they called? United Kingdom are outside, and they put tape around his head and taped his head shut. This was great. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, um, this was one where I almost wanted to fast forward through it because we had like three hours of this pay-per-view to watch. Um, stuck in for five minutes and was rewarded with some quality stuff here. The whole crowd pretty much turned on Bishamon by the end of this and was rooting for them to lose the titles, which was surprising. And the uh, English commentary did a really good job of like selling them as that was happening. Uh, talking a little like I, I heard them say like you know they couldn't get over here for so long because of the protocols. It was like really building up what this meant and how much shit that they've been through to uh, uh, get this chance. And then once the guys bleeding all over the place, it's kind of just a no brainer. They they were uh, over. So Chris, good. Yeah, emotional, right? I mean, that's the only word. I was just, like, fucking riveted by this fucking match. This was a fantastic match. Great tag team match. Yeah, couldn't ask for anything more here. It's fucking awesome. I'm a big fan of the, the you know, like Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis being two separate types of athletes that combine to make, like, Voltron. Yeah. You know what I mean? This Like, this great fucking wrestler. Wrestling team, I should say. Yeah, it's a good dynamic. I'm I'm enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to their matchups against other guys in this uh, tag team. It's add some freshness, which we haven't had. Thank God the pandemic is over. Uh, next up, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi, and I was shocked by this, defeats Robbie Eagles in 21 minutes. Mind you, every match on this card is under 30 minutes. Thank fucking God. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I thought uh, Hiromu really... Sold the leg injury when Robbie Eagles kept attacking. I was just a little shocked he won. Brandon, thoughts? 
Yeah, this was good. Um, I wouldn't say I really enjoyed it. I thought the ending was kind of just, oh, okay, well, Hiromu was going to win. It just wrapped up very, very quickly there. But Robbie Eagle's entertaining, though, some depth to this junior heavyweight division, which has felt a little bit flat for me anyway. It's kind of rotating five faces or so. Right. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I'm just going to repeat what Brandon said. I've been complaining about the rotation of the same guys. For a while, I mean, but Robbie Eagles adds a little bit of spark to it. Leo Rush adds some spark to it, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his if he's in there. But, you know, it's once again, we're still not a huge fan of these. I'd like to see. Well, I guess we'll get to it later. But, yeah, that's it. I'm with Brandon on this one. Yeah, let's mix it up. Let's get some new people in here. We got the DM Junior Tournament coming up soon. So I was I thought that Hiroma would maybe drop. But, um. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, IWGP World Heavyweight title match. Sonata's got a new look. He's got legs. He's got trunks on with no no pants. He's got new fucking music. Sonata defeats Kazuchika Okada, 27 minutes, about 27, 26 and a half minutes. He is your new IWGP World Heavyweight champ. Uh, I'm not too surprised by this. I thought that the um, build to this, because I was paying attention to the New Japan Cup. I know you guys were really, really weren't, because um, it wasn't great. Just like the Cinderella tournament, it wasn't great. Um, but, you know, this build to him changing and then ditching fucking uh, Los Angeles, um, uh, you know, yeah, tell the story, brother. That's what, that's what Cody wanted to do. He wanted to win the title. He didn't do it. This is how you finish your story. How Sonata's the champ. Let's see what he can do with it. Go ahead, Brandon. You were all over this, yeah. Um, I agree. Finish the story. Uh, that's the most important thing. Tell a story. They did that here. Um, I got this spoiled for me, so I was kind of watching the match like, uh, how much of this is Sonata being intriguing versus how much of it is just Okada being really good and you're not going to like ever have a bad time watching him. I'm, I think Sonata, like, I like the new look, the five, just five guys thing. It's fun. He's set up for success here so far, but I didn't see anything here where I'm like, oh, new Sonata, let's go. <laughs> right. I, I like his new finisher. He doesn't do that stupid fucking paradise lock anymore. I couldn't stand that fucking thing. And I like that his finisher is like like the like the um, switchblade, Jay White switchblade. It's like made to counter the Rainmaker. I'm a, I was a big fan of fucking that. That was great. Hey man, you know we tried it with Evil in the uh, in, in the pandemic. It wasn't great as a new champ, a new face of the company. Let's try with Sonata and see what happens. Chris, good. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he also looks great. You know, and he looks like a totally different human being, which is really weird. Dude, he's you so fucking new pants hot. And shave like, his horrible fucking fuck. beard off. He looked like a Muppet with that hair and that beard. Yeah, yeah, he looks fantastic. Sexy as hell. In tremendous shape. He looks like it. He also comes out looking like a young boy, mm-hmm. which is cool shit. So, I mean, like I, I always say, you know, we call him boring, but you can be boring if the story is being told. The move set, I don't think, I think the move set is secondary. Um, mm-hmm. So just to see them go in a different direction. I'm moving, looking at Okada. I have no problems with Okada. I can deal with him as champ for a long time, but you know, it's always good to get a little change and hopefully this works out well. Yeah, after the match, they get together, they do thumbs up. They're all together with their thumbs together. They're, they're just five guys giving yeah, it. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> um, and then uh, Hiromu comes out and challenges him. Hiromu Takahashi, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champ, former med, you know, former former uh, stable members, challenges Sonata, and Sonata's like, "Yeah, well, there's somebody else that wants to wrestle you. We're getting fucking Nobu Yoshinobu Kanemaru is going to wrestle, and I love Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Is going to face off against uh, Hiromu Takahashi if he beats, if he defends, and he holds the title, he can face Sonata." There you go. Little stories, little things. I think this means that we're going to get Sonata's for, Sonata for a couple of months. If I get him through G1 Climax as the champ. Brandon, final thoughts on the show? Uh, I, I thought this was pretty good stuff for the uh, fact that we skipped two hours of it, but if I was <laughs> yeah. watching the whole thing, I'd be like, fuck that. Chris? You know, I think <laughs> to Brandon's point, I think that there is a a thing that they do in Japan where it's like they do house show shit and then give you a main show. And uh, when I saw, you know, you gave us a time marker of when to start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how fucking long was this show? I mean, like, Christ. Three and a half hours? Something like oh, that. my God. But, you know, steps in the right direction. Get me a little more interested in it. Yeah, I watched, uh, you know, the internet was going nuts because Dave Meltzer gave the uh, King of Pro Wrestling title defense uh, a five and a quarter stars or some shit. So I went back and I watched uh, Shingo Takage versus Aaron Hanare. So the stipulations of the match, first of all, the match is, the stipulations of the match are the only way to win is to get a knockout, a pinfall, and a submission. Everybody has to get that. The match is 40 minutes long. It didn't feel like it. I see why people fucking love this match. If you if you got 40 minutes, you want to bang out a pretty good match and be shocked by the ending? Well, not maybe the ending, but just how entertaining it is. This is the one. This was a lot of fun, this match. I don't know if I would say it's uh, one of the best matches of the year, but it was definitely entertaining. I would say go out of your way and check it out. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're going this weekend. Have you guys seen the card yet, Brandon? Have you seen the card? I did, yeah. Oh, God. Chris, have you seen the card? No, I haven't. All right, Chris, you're going to be excited. So first, we'll talk about the Capital Collision one, which is happening in D.C. That's a Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, They are getting, here we go, I'm going to go through it, ready? West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jorrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs versus TMDK. Is that exciting? It's Bad Tito, Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hayes. Ten-man tag team match. The Jet Setters, who are Kevin Knight and Kushida, Gabriel Kidd, Mike Bailey, and Volador Jr., face off against the Chaos team. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Chaos. Kazuchika Okada, Chuck Taylor, Leo Rush, Rocky Romero, Clark Connors, and the DKC. Next up, that's singles match. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go through them all before we talk about it. Singles match, Fred Rosser versus Juice Robinson. Singles match, AR Fox versus David Finley. And New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Title Match, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tom Lawler. Singles match, Tomohiro Ishii versus El Desperado. Tag team match, Los Ingobernables de Japón versus Hiroma uh, Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito versus just five guys of Sonata and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. The New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Title Match, we get Kenta versus Eddie Edwards. And your main event, 
the New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Team Title Match, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, versus Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada, versus Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Brandon, are you going down to D.C. to watch this? Good. I know it's a New Japan thing to announce the card beforehand, but maybe don't for some of these. It's just be like, come see Hiroshi Tanahashi, new champion tonight. <laughs> Keep the rest of it secret. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm saving my thoughts. Okay, so the and then the Sunday after, which we're going to. I'm gonna make it a whole day. Brandon, you down to make it a whole day? You got a baseball game or something boring to watch before this? Yeah, we can make it a day. Okay, let's make it a day of it. Why don't you just come hang with me and then we'll all go down together? I want to go outside. It's gonna be nice help. Oh, all right. Well, I gotta I'm work. Sorry, so. We can, yeah, can have fun later. You can make don't, it a night. Don't give a fuck. There you go. As long as I get to go to wrestling. So you guys yes. do what you want. Tag team title match. No, it's not a title match. Here we go. Live from 2300 Arena in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. South Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. South Philadelphia, not not actual proper Philadelphia, the South part. Yeah. Tag team match. You ready for this card, Chris? You haven't seen yeah. it yet, right? No. Let's get fired up. Ready? Tag team match. Delirious and Kevin Knight versus El Desperado and Volador Jr. Let me okay. keep going. Uh, Ring of Honor pure title rules. Tracy Williams versus Alec Coughlin. Six Neither of them have the title. Hold on. I, I added title. Sorry about that. Six-man tag. I'm assuming, the, I'm assuming the mic didn't pick up that big fart I just ripped. That was pretty no. big time. Sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Six-man tag team match. Team Filthy, Jural Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler versus TMDK. Bad Dude Tito, Shane Haste, and Zack Sabre Jr. I don't think I've seen Zack Sabre Jr. live, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I've never, you guys have seen Tom Lawler, right? No, we saw Zack Sabre Jr. live. Did we? Yeah, it, it, the air got sucked out of the room because the fucking, uh, because fucking Enzo Amore was yelling shit in oh, the crowd. Fuck, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. He wrestled yeah, Tana. I'm an idiot. Sorry about that. Yeah, I forgot about the fucking. So, I, I, so honestly, to be honest with you, the way the air got sucked out of the room, I've never seen Zack Sabre Jr. live. Oh, that was a good match. Don't forget, I I forget everything. I forgot that Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega wrestled in January. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the main match. event wrestle kingdom. Main event, I forgot. Tag team match: Fred Rosser and Rocky Romero versus Just Five Guys, Sonata and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I get to see Nobu live. I've never seen him live. AW International Title uh, match, international title. So. We're getting Orange Cat. Well, this was supposed to be okay. This is supposed to be Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd. This okay. match. Eddie Kingston's injured for the show, so instead they turned it into an AEW International Title match. We're getting Orange Cassidy versus Gabriel Kidd. That should be good. Okay. Tag team match: uh, The Bullet Club, Chase Owens and Kenta versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito. We have the IWGP United States Heavyweight Title Number One Contender torna- Tournament Match: Lance Archer versus Juice Robinson, and the main event six-man tag match: Chaos, Leo Rush and Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the United Empire: Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis and TJP. Brandon thoughts? I'm wondering if the fact that there's two title matches. On here will be that this will be recorded and available to watch. It will. I think it's pay-per-view, though. Fight TV. Oh. 
I would like New Japan to like. I think they're kind of doing it here, so I don't want to totally shit on this. This will be fun. I would like them to make it meaningful. These events, like I think they they don't have a ton of strategy when they come to America, right? For this stuff, um, so a couple title matches. I think you know, getting some relevant the new champion on the card. Like this is this uh, they're trending in that direction, but it, it seems like you guys have been. I right, go into this longer than I have, but a lot of times it's just like, well, there they are. You saw them. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get your picture taken with them for twenty five bucks. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just... So with the folding of Strong, New Japan Strong going away, and it's kind of getting folded into this whole Ring of Honor thing. I think we're in a transition here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe we'll get the U.S. Championship defended on Ring of Honor and stuff. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going in the right direction. Dude, the pandemic fucked everything up. We just got a grain of salt. This whole thing. It's up this to is them. good. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Chris, good. I'm not angry on it. So who? So the, you know, the way I feel about this is, all right. I'll take the counterpoint to, to what Brandon said. Like I, I agree. It'd be cool to see cards that matter. But at the same time, I also enjoy the fact that I get to see the dudes that I like to see. And I don't really have to pay attention to what they're doing, and I can mock people in the audience with my friends. There, there's a whole other way of looking at that. Like right. I don't have to. I, oh, there goes Tana. Yo, look at that guy. He looks like he smells. You know, I mean, that's, that's that's part of the you know. And we talked about with the Sakura Genesis that whole beginning of the card where it's just six man matches and yeah. eight person matches. That's part of it. It's like right. Here's everybody on the card. Here's the you, you know get you get money. to see all your friend all your favorites. Come to New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can see all your favorites. No Okada on our show, though, right? He's not here. I just, you must not like Philly. He didn't come last time. <laughs> I mean, that's right. He didn't. He just did D.C. He just did, I think, New York or something. Yeah. This should I be don't fun. like the Coming fact that it starts yeah. at 4 o'clock in the fucking, 5 o'clock in the fucking afternoon. I don't know how we're going to transfer tickets to one another because I got fucking work. Oh, I can send you the tickets. I got to get them up. I think I think they're on my phone. If not, I can just send them to you. I think it's all. No, I'll figure it out. So, but I will be there. Yes, it will be fun. Yeah. Chris, you're going to miss um, Delirious, Kevin Knight versus El Desperado and Walador Junior. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave work at like five. <laughs> I get think there at five thirty. Okay. Yeah, I have digital tickets for this. It says five o'clock. That's the opening. The show probably doesn't start till six. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I got the 2300 has the doors open at, at three in the fucking. Really? Room. Yeah. And then the fucking the the show starting at five. The show starts at five. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I was think a whole stage where they do the lobby and then they open the doors to the thing at four thirty and then, or, mm. you know, three thirty, they open the lobby, four o'clock, they open the inside and then five o'clock, the show starts. Gotcha. That really angry. And you bought GA that tickets, really. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, fine. I'm not <laughs> fucking sitting down like some geek. We, well, we had this conversation because you know I know uh, I know a lot of guys who do MMA down there, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him and I said, dude, I buy. I, I said, you know, uh, so uh, a guy I know, Cody, uh, Cody Russell, he Cody fights Rhodes for, fights for um, Art of War, which is a local, um, a local MMA promotion run by some great Japanese philosopher Sun Tzu. And he, 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 he won their championship in his weight class and he ran around the octagon and then he jumped up on top of the cage and immediately got screamed at and fell off. 
of the cage. So to me, that's the greatest moment in MMA history. I tell right. everybody every time he's around. But um, <clears throat> I was explaining. I said, dude, 2300, because now they moved them to the live casino, and you have to sit in a seat. They don't have the same venue. It's not the same thing. Wait, so how's, how's live set up there? Little I don't know. I haven't been in there. I think it's curious. I think it's like, you know, like they can do them in the round, but I, I, it's just a room, but I think there's seats. Right. I'm not sure. I have to get it, like, really dig into it. It's probably all folding chairs, but there's no really place. I don't think there's any place to do what we do, which is buy the cheapest seat and then fucking stand in the back. Just stand there, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to sit in that seat anyway, because I'm going to have <laughs> pepperoni Pete sitting next to me. It's and always one. Fucking deal with that. And it's always sitting right next to us. So I'll be standing for that one. But. GA is the way to go. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> spot. Right by the right by the bar and right by the, the snack food. bar. And the food. Right by the yeah, right. I remember we went and sat in those seats you got me, Jim, last time and Lance Archer came out and I made some joke about his back tattoo. And some guy turned around to be like I think he said, That's good shit. He was laughing at the joke and it was just one one big brown tooth he had. Like it was just <laughs> like he had never brushed them and it just turned into one like jelly tooth and Sydney and I looked at each other like, Holy shit. <laughs> some, there's some fucking carnies down in South Philly, man. They just walk to the show. Yeah, where like it's funny because You know, brushing your teeth costs nothing. Well, you gotta buy a toothbrush and toothpaste. Yeah, you buy it what? You buy a toothbrush what? Once a month? You get yeah, a three four pack. pack. You get a four pack, yeah, three pack. Yeah. And then you use the old one to clean your sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> or clean like the tiles in your yeah, toilet. Clean the tile yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I always yeah. It's funny because you know I lived in South Philly, and I would see South Phillyites, but there's a step down from the degenerated degenerate degenerate. Yeah, I remember when we went to. Uh, I went to CZW in a snowstorm in a blizzard, and there was like fucking sixty people there, and there was a number of them in Cookie Monster pajama pants. Hell yeah! Like, bro, that's the uniform. So anyway, I want to know. I never saw those people whilst walking down the street. You would see those step like a step above those people, mm -hmm. which is pretty bad. But then it's like, oh, it gets worse. Yeah, the FUPA cigarette people on their front step. What's that? The FUPA cigarette people on the yeah. front step. Yeah. I need water because it's poisoned. Quickly, to the supermarket. Ugh. I wonder if we'll see Stanley. Stanley's still kicking? He's got to be dead. Last time I saw him was, I forget when we saw him, but he had no legs. He was in a wheelchair. Mm. You know what does that? Stumps. Diabetes. Diabetes. He wasn't all there, Stanley. What if his mom outlived? Literally, oh, half, his him, half of them had gotten chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the same joke. Half of them did the trash can over at fucking Penn Presbyterian. I think next week we should dedicate the entire episode to our experience at twenty three hundred this weekend. Let's do it. Nothing yeah. else going on. All right, but we're gonna talk about AEW. Boo. Think, you know, it was one hour of good wrestling on AEW this week. I was okay with it. Then they put out two more. Out. They put out a bunch of more hours on Friday, and they fucking stunk. <laughs> and then that's the other thing about it. Like, we talk about this all the time, and then you got to fucking – you got to watch, like, sit and stay for Anna Jay versus fucking Julia They did – hold on. This time, no, this time they did a different. So they did live – they did live on Friday, and they did – yeah, they did um, Rampage and – uh, Battle for the Belts. Oh, okay. that was the show. 
And on fr- on Wednesday, they did Dynamite, and then they did a recording. They did TV tapings for Ring of Honor. Oh. And right. apparently the matches on that Ring of Honor show are very good, but the crowd was fucking collapsed at that point. Yeah, well, that's the problem. You ha- We talked about this earlier on. That, like, you have to figure this out better. Right. We they got talked Cassie about Shibata on fucking at 10 o'clock on a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, According I would. Honor, nobody's fucking, up for it. I'd be dead for that. And then you, you, um, I mean, we discussed this earlier on. It's like you have Mercedes Monet in a New Japan slash stardom ring, right? Versus Kyrie. And it's no good because it's the the fucking presentation is trash. Promotion, dude, I forgot it all about. It's actually, if you want to watch, if you're listening and you want to watch that show and you don't want to pay for the network or whatever, it's available on their YouTube right now. The whole show, it's available on New Japan's YouTube. Yeah, the production, the lights. Remember she comes out, there's no lights on her? No. Mercedes Monet. It's definitely like a, it has a New Japan feel, but it's just the coverage is fucking terrible. Jeez. That was too big of a match to be putting in fucking like that. That room. Right. And on you flight know. TV. Yeah, and an aircraft fucking hangar. You know, that you can't even put fucking black curtains around the walls and fucking darken the room up. There you go. Brandon, final thoughts? No, I'm good. Looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, Sunday would be fun. Came up Chris, quick. final thoughts? No. Let's do it. Yeah. Brandon will be like, oh, I'm not going to be able to meet you till 7. The Phillies are going in extra innings. I want, right, to hear what Tom I want to hear what fans. Tom McCarthy says about fucking what's that? I said you guys were once Phillies fans. Yeah, it was a rough time. I, then I, they won, and I was good. I was like, I'm out, and I'm out. I still have. I went out on a high note, like George Costanza. There's a there's 162 of them, uh, and none of them will supersede anything else that I have to do. Yeah, right. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, you know, if I have if I have plans, I'm not going to be fucking late. Because this thing that happens 162 times this year is going to get in the way of it. That's just the way I see it. I can watch. Is that a direct shot at me for moving the time of the podcast? No, no, this is perfect. I want to do it. No, this is great. I'm glad that this. I love it. Going to the game is a different story. Yeah. Watching on TV. Oh, the Phillies are playing the Marlins tonight, and I want to watch. Can we move the podcast? But no, this is better, actually. This worked out. Sorry, they have a replay, a shorter replay at 2 a.m. You're going to have to set your alarm. Do what I do. Record it for an hour. I do this. I try to do this with a lot of sporting events. I do it with AEW. I record it. If I'm home on a Wednesday, I, rec- I already have it recording. I let it go till about nine, and then I watch it at nine o'clock, and then I fast forward through all the commercials. Mm. I, I'll never forget. I watched the. Um, it was a Phillies overtime game back when they were good. When I watched when they were good, I mean. <laughs> Um, I guess 2008, something like that. It was an overtime game, or not overtime, extra overtime. innings. It's been Sorry, extra innings. It was the one where um the backup shortstop came in and had to pitch. Chris, do you oh, remember that game? Yeah, you remember that, right? Okay, so me and the guy I was working with were there. We were done cleaning up the bar and everything. We were sitting there, and we were watching the game. I'm like, ah, let's stick around and watch the end of this because it's a wild ending. All of a sudden, we hear... <laughs> We look up. The fucking ceiling was on fire. One of the lights <laughs> went shit. out. But it was a light, one of those eternity lights the bars have. It was a neon. And it was shooting sparks. If we weren't there watching that fucking 15-inning game, the whole place would have burned down. I kind of wish it did, in retrospect. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But, like, I was like, holy fuck. And I went, of course, the place didn't have any active fire 
extinguishers. So I just went behind the bar and I got the soda gun and I just sprayed it with water and then I went up went up there with a, a, a stick and knocked the switch off. Fuck. Was it which one was it? Was it that plane? Yeah, it was the Concorde. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, Chris knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know what it was. It had no fucking. It had no transformer on it. Yeah, without naming the place. <laughs> without naming the place, they did a GoFundMe to try to save it. Starting January, same 115 bucks that got donated. That's what they January. raised. That's all they raised. 115 dollars out of like I think if they want like a hundred thousand dollars to. 115 bucks. That tells you that you shouldn't be open. Yeah. R.I.P. Like R.I.P. It's over. You had a good run, man. You've been there for like fucking 40 years. Mm-hmm. It's cool, 50 bro. now, I think. Is it? Something like that. That's, that's where I was alive. There are very few people who can say that they did that. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking very successful uh, establishment. Fly that Concorde into the sunset on fire. Into the sunset. Yep. Ah. There you go. little inside stuff. Okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. I'll take some photos. I'm going to take some pictures this time. I didn't take pictures last night because I was having too much fun. That's the problem with me with going to events. I'm too worried about having fun to like make photographic evidence of me being at the event because I'm laughing too much. <laughs> We're yeah, like that. Hopefully it happens again. <laughs> like my wife will stop having fun to take pictures. Like I can't eat my food. Like we went to uh, Kalea last night. You know Kalea, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. We went there last night. It was the first time ever going. Fucking delicious. Fantastic. One of the best restaurants, you know, rated one of the best restaurants in the United States. Great food. Fantastic. Delicious. But it's like, it's, it's Thai food. So it's a lot of curries and stewed meats and shit like that. And everything was brown. You know what I mean? They're all different shades of green and brown. And she's trying to get these pictures and stuff like that. And I couldn't eat my food until she got the right picture. And I'm sitting there for like five minutes, like, hmm. I don't do that. I don't play. No. I eat the food while it's hot. The oh, num- like, they did it. That curry was, woof. That was they, good shit. They do it. They did some kind of research. I forget one of the chains did research where the number one reason for food being sent back, it was because it was cold. Right. Or it wasn't hot enough. And then they figured out through using their cameras how many of those complaints the food had gotten cold because people were taking time taking pictures of it. Yeah. Can you throw this in the microwave? 90%. (laughs) Yeah. Can you throw this in the microwave? What? And ruin it? Right. It was delicious, though. I highly recommend, Chris, if you got a date night. Your wife likes spicy food, right? Yeah, no, she does. Yeah, it's fucking – it was good. Good shit. We have a – my wife's birthday is uh, next week, and I have a. We're having the feast of feast of Rosemary on uh, Thursday night. But I already, uh, I already know what. Shut up, Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> I have Grandpa's a, uh, phone is ringing. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa's phone's ringing, and then he can't shut up because instead of shutting it up, I hit the screen grab button. Yeah. So now there's a picture in my photos. <laughs> So we're having a veritable feast next Thursday, but we'll check it out maybe another time. It's hard for us to go out because our schedule well, is so... a place that you got to book. You got to book it six months in advance to get yeah, in. That's, so that's you have. Well, I mean, I, mean, there, I would that, like to. That's the way you plan it. You go, right. hey, I got this down. Like last night, we went at seven p.m. on a Monday. That's when right. you go. Fuck and then that. after we left, we were like, pop, uh, pop my up. wife's on on their social media, and she's like. Oh shit! It's their anniversary tonight. I was like, I had no fucking idea. One thing that uh, wasn't great, they didn't 
steal our drinks too quick. It's not happy with that. You know why? Nobody wants to work. That's not it. They had <laughs> 200 people. Well, you go to, okay, so for an example, if you, we went to, I'm trying to think, Soraya, the Lebanese, Lebanese place, I think. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Phenomenal. great place. They got 100 people working and man, you don't have an empty drink. That shit is nope. filled. They are filled. They'll fill your water. They fill your soda. They fill your fucking cocktails. There's always somebody on top of you. They're filling your shit up. This place was kind of like, really. Like, they actually told us, could you, do you mind holding on? I'll be right back for your drink order. And we were, I was like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I looked right at my wife, like, two drinks sure. in a fucking hour and a half meal. And Ooh, the drinks are fucking brutal. 15, 20 so bucks sad. a pot. I don't know. It looks like a lot. They don't. They Looks like there's a lot of people there. Yeah. Them bad. Bad at their job. What can yeah. I say? Not great. The bartender did have a, uh, or not the bartender, the uh, waiter did have a Susie Sue tattoo, though. Uh, I don't like Susie Sue. Uh, Susie the Banshees? Uh, All right. On that note. <laughs> one more time. Thanks for joining us this week and joining us here every week at Wrestling is Hot. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Ha Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Susie and the Banshees, I'm Jim. And we'll be back here next week. Oh, she's purple. Now she's a turtle.